monsters, madness, and magic. Ah, hell, he's going for it again. <laughs> what got you? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, that's just a perusal on your IMDb I was looking at. And I mean, I don't, you know, IMDb being the wonderful, vaunted, credited source that it is, believe me. But uh, so your first feature was Beyond the Gates? Yeah, like, yeah. Real deal first. That's the one, huh? That was the first one. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Indeed. What led up to that? We'll get in. I'll get it. I'll let everybody else get in Beyond the Gates. I'm going to shove them out of the way because I am curious. I want to know. You could rattle on about Beyond the Gates. I want to hear that, but yeah, 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 I'm curious sure. what led to. I want to know the background because most well, movies that come out are basically nostalgia porn yeah. and they hammer, you, <laughs> they hammer you over the head with it. This one didn't. It almost okay. feels like that was incidental to the film, even though everything is just, it has a lot of nods and a lot of homage, only it didn't beat you over the head with it so i'm just kind of curious as to like what inspired you to want to be a director i mean it doesn't have to be a dissertation yeah. on you know the life and times of but just kind of kind of a way to help get you you know maybe give me an idea as to how beyond the gates kind of happened because you don't just go be like i'll make a movie about that old vhs game we yeah, had <laughs> i'm just kind of curious as to <laughs> how you came um, to this <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean basically like you know i i'd done a number of shorts prior to that and you know just some of them like i was happy with some i wasn't and it was just kind of like a very good you know learning experience where you know i got to like work with people that i liked and you know it was it was cool like even like you know if something didn't turn out it was still a great experience and like the amount you know i would learn off of that was in insane so you know i'm a big proponent of people just picking up the camera and just doing something but um basically like it, it kind of came together i i was working on another movie that sort of like fell apart very last minute that i i super wanted to do and then i was like oh man i felt so close to that and like it seemed like it was really about to happen and then i met um steve scarlatta who uh i'm, I'm we're still really close friends i was literally like 10 texting with him right before you guys called. Um, but we, we met at some party and we just both were like totally in line with one another about like the things we liked, the things we disliked. And we were, we spent a good chunk of it talking about um, these kind of like unmade movies that we were really interested in that we wished had happened and all this other shit. And so basically we met at a cafe, you know, cause we were like, Oh, we should just like hang out and, you know, talk more and whatever. And Steve was like, you know, I had this idea about like a VCR board game that was like found in the, these guys like dad's video store you know and it like led to another dimension and the second he said that I was just like oh my god that's the best idea I've ever heard like if, <laughs> I'm like we need to like start writing on that today <laughs> that was me when I read the synopsis like oh my god this is perfect <laughs> yeah like I, I like lost my mind when he told me that and I, I was just like that's a hundred percent the kind of thing I wanted I didn't like and didn't think we're very smart like get money for their movies and I was like okay <laughs> If they can do this, like, I know I can figure this out. And so I basically, like, read up on it and started studying it and kind of, like, learned about that that process a little bit. And um, from that point, it was like I just started finding, like, rich people. I, or I started that process, and it was literally just, like, cobbling the money together from a bunch of different sources. And so, you know, it'd be like, okay, this guy's, like, an online professional poker player. He's, like, he'll throw 
throw in 25 grand and like this person will throw in another 25 grand and this person will do 10 grand and then you know over maybe 15 or so people you know I convinced them to put in these like varying amounts of money and some of them were quite small but some of them were were larger you know and yeah. it was basically at that point you know um it, it was like the the train started rolling and so like during that process like we were still writing the script and like you know putting everything together I was like meeting with you know Josh and um Sierra Russell who were my effects team on it and they've gone on to have like a really incredible career since then they did like the ritual with uh Dave Bruckner which is a great movie and um, oh yeah uh oh, yeah, yeah and they're, they're super awesome and they you know I sing their praises every chance I get and like Brian Sal my DP you know um we started meeting on that and it was basically just like there was just so much stuff i i was like doing ahead of time to kind of like make the movie feel the like how i wanted it to i mean this this sounds like really abstruse kind of like weird stuff but you know there was like three different people that tried to like make the board game and like they all like all the versions of it were just terrible and then eventually i got like i i i talked my friend Brendan into like designing it and he did a great job and like totally nailed it but um you know I mean it was just there, there's so much of this stuff that you can only kind of get through time you know and I right. knew that was like because like we didn't have a ton of money like the most important thing I had was to just like try to get everything done as far in advance as possible or get it close because there's just inevitably there's just error mm-hmm. you encounter with this stuff and so basically it was like you know I I, I just had to do like a ton of stuff on it in order to like keep the thing glued together and get it across the finish line. Like I went and made all the location deals by myself. Like I like found the house by like knocking on people's doors in that neighborhood and like making a deal with the owner. And it was just a lot of stuff like that, which I, it was just, you know, that's I mean, great. I, I mean, that's guerrilla filmmaking, man. That's awesome. the ground. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like that's the stuff you, you kind of have to do because it's like when you're making a movie on a budget, no one's doing that for you. And I like, if I didn't do it, like that was never going to get done. And so, um, or like maybe someone would have done it, but it would have been just some crappy thing they, they found, you know, yeah. for, for like a price and it would have been terrible. And then, you know, it's like a lot of movies kind of end up suffering from like not taking those steps in advance you know We're all using the same monster sound from doom yeah <laughs> I, i've ruminated on that quite a bunch before, but it just i don't care how awesome the movie is anybody my age we played especially me probably way more than than is healthy but have played doom since i was 13 oh so yeah if you use it and this is for any filmmaker who's listening to this if you use a sound effect from that game i'm gonna know it and i'm gonna know that you just you know ripped it off of some cheap sound library because you don't have to pay for it so yeah like i know the, about that <laughs> like the caco demon or what or which which one are what which there monster, are yeah. there are several surprise growls that the the demons will make in the original doom and oh. you can hear like when you're around you'll hear or like that oh. or there's a roar that there's a specific roar damn that, that was I good can't, <laughs> i can't really mimic but it's like the yo like that you'll hear it it's it has three different varying pitches that it does and you i hear that i've heard it in tales from the crypt demon knight i've heard it in several episodes of tales from the crypt I, I'm, I'm not shitting on them i'm just saying the movie's that old but it just for all of you new filmmakers out there it's been done so much that now it's like the will the uh, willem scream 
That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I feel you there. I, that's that's wild. I, I don't know about that. I've got to. I, I got to go back and go about Demon Knight. Um, and I, ne- I never connected that. But but yeah, you know, I mean, it was basically just a lot of a lot of effort. You know, <laughs> and it was like, that's and it, it like that's kind of the only the only thing you can do. And I I feel like if you you falter on that stuff, you know, it's like you just you kind of reap what you sow in these right. things. And it's like if you're taking shortcuts or cheaping out on things or if you're just like oh well it's here and like i have so much other shit to worry about it's going to kind of affect the end product and um that's that was like my big takeaway and 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 it was also like steve and i were both really on the same page that we didn't want it to be like nostalgia porn you know i mean we were like huge fans of these different movies you know but we wanted it to like be an original story and kind of be like our sort of like mo was doing you know like what what would it be like if you did you know a movie like the gate with grown-ups but it's not you know like just stealing the plot of that movie you know which is like there's so many things i've I've seen in in recent years where you're just like, okay, they're just ripping off Halloween or they're ripping off Terminator or like, you know, I mean, it's just like they they just kind of like do all the same beats and then just uh, like can sort of get away with it. But, um, you know, I mean, it was that and then just like there was like some personal stuff we both sort of like threw into it. Um, But yeah, you know, I mean, it was... I like the subtleties of your aesthetic though. Like the way, whenever, (laughs) when you, like I said, hammering you over the head with the 80s nostalgia porn style it's like you gotta have the thick brown carpet you gotta have that god awful brown couch and you gotta have the wood panel walls and the furniture televisions and I believe I've again I am not shitting on that that's heaven to me you give me a bowl of cereal and Masters of the Universe cartoon on Saturday morning y'all leave me alone I'm good but when movies do that it's cool the first half dozen times but then it gets old and it gets abused I would say and it just becomes old it's not special anymore whereas your movie i like it i think i mentioned it before where the 80s stuff the the flashbacks the callbacks and the nods were subtle they were incidental to the plot almost other than the board game so like for instance you have your the house that you filmed it in looks kind of like it looks used it looks lived in but it doesn't beat you over the head with it hey look at my 80s couch it doesn't do that or like the the video store that you were in it yeah. did you didn't walk in and hear the boots and pants rhythm you know when you walk in here it wasn't anything like that it was just a bunch of vhs that i spent half the time during the scene scanning the <laughs> shelves to see oh, oh yeah. i remember that oh i had that oh i remember that i paused yeah. a few times i like well, that. yeah i mean by by the way like try doing that when you're actually like shooting the movie i mean it's like most- <laughs> I bet those are the hardest scenes to do. Yeah, because it's like like everywhere you look, you're just like, oh shit! Like you know, like we we kept talking about that because it was like Graham and and Chase and like everyone else in the crew. Like we would just keep finding all these insane tapes. You know, like I think we found like I think there there was like um, I'm trying to remember some. There was just some like bizarre like workout tapes. You know, there was like the like the Linnea Quigley like horror. There and like there there was a bunch of stuff like that where you, it's like you would just like never see these you know and i mean that that store um they actually just closed that location i they're gonna reopen i think once um the virus settles and and move into a new area but i mean it's like it's you know i mean i'm really happy we we captured it when we did because like oh, now yeah. it's impossible to do that that was um, an actual store oh yeah for sure i mean i was like a customer there for you know like seven or eight 
years. Wow. I mean, that was the one I had in mind from when we were writing it. I mean, it was like we did, we dressed it too, you know, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like we brought stuff in to kind of like tweak it and give it um, more of like the, the vibe we were sort of looking for. But I mean, it was a real like family owned business. And it's like, those are I, like, I'm very big on like real location shooting because I just feel like you get so much more personality and stuff from, from those locations. Cause you just can't replicate. It, it's very hard to replicate that with like a set unless mm-hmm. you have like a, like an insane fortune. And even that, I, I, I think they can be a little bit hollow and you kind of lose something with it. I got another question about one of your credits before we really dive into beyond the gates though. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, are accredited in the monster squad documentary. And that's just funny because our next guest is Andre Gower. Oh yeah. Andre is awesome. I love that guy. Um, So are you just like the rest of us watching monster squad when you're a kid and that's one of your films that kind of got you juiced? Yeah. I mean, I I was actually a little bit older when I saw that, but I mean, but I, I was kind of watching it when I was like going through seeing like every horror movie I could get my hands on from you know like the late 60s to the kind of like the mid to late 80s and you know that was one that um I think I saw it on TV for the first time but I, I mean it was it's an amazing movie and I just remember being like god this movie's so fucking cool I wish I'd I wish I'd seen it when I was younger I mean I still loved it and thought it was awesome but it was one of those things like I kind of wanted to like give it to like my seven-year-old self because like you know I, I think the the love of it would have been even greater but yeah I mean it's an amazing film and I'm, I'm just a massive fan of it and uh, Andre I became friends with him through uh, the, who was the I met him at the Bruce Campbell Film Festival when that was going in Chicago and I, uh, we we were guests there with our movie and then um, we met like Andre Ryan Lambert and um, I think Fred Decker mm-hmm. uh, but yeah Andre and I just became friends he's like a super nice dude and you know he asked me if I wanted to uh, be interviewed for that and uh, of course I was, I was not going to say no to that but um, <laughs> for yeah, real yeah I mean it was just it was awesome and he was like he's he's an incredibly sweet guy it's a great movie I hope I, I heard they were trying to do like a sequel to it um, mm-hmm. yeah with can't remember who if it was like I don't remember what I think it was going to be Fred Decker and Shane Black were going to do it and it was going to be sort of like a legacy sequel where I think Andre and I'm probably not even supposed to be saying this shit but what I whatever it's it's who knows <laughs> who knows what the hell the state of the world is going to be like in, <laughs> yeah, I think I, now that you mention it I think I had heard mention briefly about it but I'm so cynical and jaded I was like okay yeah sure why yeah Good luck uh, for that, I think, but yeah, <laughs> I'd and, love to see it, but... <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they definitely want to do it, you know? I mean, it's just, I think it's it was... I don't know if it was a TV show or, like, a sequel or what, but it was going to be, like, Shane was doing... Shane and Fred were both doing it, and I think Andre and Ryan, um, maybe, like, a couple... Maybe, like, one, one or two other characters were going to be in it. It was going to be like their kids, but um, yeah, I, you know, so I hope that happens at some point. We'll, we'll see, but um, I can't remember what the hell the question was. I got completely lost in that. Uh, just oh, I just asked if, yeah, you Andre answered it completely. <laughs> okay, good. But yeah, Andre is awesome. I love the guy. So as uh, we're pretty much all the same age and grew up horror fans, how was it for you to have someone like Barbara Crampton in your first movie? <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and how did you get Barbara Crampton? Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's basically, like, my strategy with all of this stuff is to, like, be friends with them for, you know, like, half of a decade prior to, like, ever asking them, you know, for a favor. And, <laughs> uh, you know, eventually do that. But it basically, like, I ended up meeting her through um, Stuart Gordon because I, I used to work for him. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and so it was, so he's like really, like, I mean, like, I was a huge fan of, I mean, everyone's a huge fan of, like, everyone loves Reanimator, it's a masterpiece, but, um, right. you know, we went to a, uh, a showing of Reanimator the Musical, which, um, I can't remember when it was, I think it must have been, like, 20, 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there, and, you know, I met Barbara beforehand, and for some reason, I think, I was on Twitter at the time, which I'm, I'm not anymore, but she had followed me, or, like, we followed each other and she was just like oh you're your boss jacko blah blah you know or like whatever my dumb twitter handle was at the time and we just started chatting and became friends and then after you know the the play was over um Stuart invited me barbara um kelly maroney from night of the comet was there and then i wow. think leisha naff who was the woman with three boobs and total recall was there it was very a really surreal evening for me um <laughs> i can imagine yeah and i, I was just like how the fuck did this happen like it was just so bizarre. like you just have like no idea how I, I i i couldn't believe i sort of stumbled into that but um but yeah i met her through Stuart, you know who you know unfortunately is uh, no longer with us but um you know he was an amazing guy and I, I gotta give him some some credits but um yeah barbara was just super cool she was very down for being in it and you know at the time like i didn't really see her in that that role because i wanted it to be more of kind of like a Barbara Steele from like uh, Black Sunday was like the main sort of like reference for it. And Barbara, like when you meet her, she's like the nicest person on the the planet. And so you don't you don't really get a sense like, oh, this is this person who's like sinister and menacing or whatever or, or capable of like great evil. And so I, I was just it, like it just didn't it didn't immediately click to have her do that role. And so initially we actually like filmed with another actor, um, which no one will ever see that footage. And you'll you'll never find out who it was, but um, <laughs> someone semi notable in the horror space, though. And it like the footage just didn't come out the way I wanted, and it was just it, it was just one of these things. Like Barbara came on as a producer first, and then we were getting ready to shoot it, and I was like, I really was like dead set that we needed to have that footage on the TV before, like, while the actors were filming so they'd have something to react off of. Like, I wanted to, like, stay as as deep into the kind of, like, 80s parameters as possible, where it's like, okay, we're gonna, like, do this with dollies and not have, like, you know, these crazy, um, like, camera rigs that they've got now, and, you know, I wanted it to just be really kind of rooted in that stuff. So, you know, obviously, if they're making that kind of thing at the time, like, they'd be shooting that on set yeah i mean like there was like optical right. effects and shit you could have done but i was like they they have to be reacting off of something so we were getting oh, down to the cool. fire and then you know i just asked barbara to do it and she was game and then you know we we kind of like worked out her character and you know talked about her backstory and i i gave her some stuff to watch to kind of like be evocative of the mood and i made sure she didn't watch any like vcr board game um stuff because i knew i was like if she watches like nightmare 
that you know that uh, VHS board game thing. It's gonna she's gonna go in completely the wrong direction with it because it's like the guy doing that is like super bombastic and out of control, and it's like very. I know. Funny. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, it, I do too. But it was also <laughs> like it wouldn't have fit. I agree no. with, but yeah, and, and, I and love it's it like, so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I love playing that game, and you know, I think it's it's awesome, you know, but it's it's like it doesn't fit for the the tone we were trying to make the movie in, and so um, yeah, so I mean, I gave her like a list of movies to watch, and then we we shot it, and you know, it was it was super easy. But I mean, it was it. it or, I mean, I shouldn't say it was super easy. It was just like it. It was like you know, we probably shot two days with her, and then it seems like she's through basically the entire movie um but that was definitely not the case you know what movies did you tell her to watch um the big one was black narcissus which is this uh powell and pressburger movies and it's it's about nuns in a like a a convent that that's like up on on like a a mountain and basically like one of the the nuns the sister ruth character kind of starts to lose her mind and you know becomes like really fucking scary and insane throughout the movie but i had her kind of like focused on that character but that you know the original uh black sunday the the baba one not the super bowl movie um (laughs) yeah yeah and those were the i think there was like there was another one in there and it it was a while back i'm kind of spacing it but those are the two big ones i remember um but yeah i mean she totally nailed it and she did a great job and i I feel like a fool for ever doubting her but uh you know it's just uh it's it's weird it's like a lot of times you have kind of a hard time knowing this stuff until you start seeing it happen in front of you and so Mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of like a tricky process it's almost like it's almost like cooking chicken or something you're like okay it's sort of like pink on the inside here (laughs) gotta you know you, you gotta like do your due diligence to make sure it goes all the way through. So um. I'd have been afraid like having, you know, somebody, even if she, even, and let's just pretend she wouldn't be one of my favorite actresses ever, but you know, just mm-hmm. to have somebody like that on my set, on my stage, fix it, or in my instant, you know, fixing to read a script for an audio drama and stuff. I would just, because <laughs> of the emotional investment that I have involved in that, I'd have a hard time like directing and even then being like, Oh God, please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. Because <laughs> I don't want it to tarnish my dream image that I've built. I have my, my shrine to Barbara Crampton in my closet, you know, that I kneel to every morning. I got my workout video right over here in the corner. It just, I'd be scared to death. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's sort of weird. Like once you kind of like get to know these people, like over a period of like not that stuff just doesn't even enter into your head. You know what I mean? It's like, it, like, I, I think it's like, if you'd known her for the amount of time that I had, you'd, probably would have been in the same scenario where you're just like oh it's just my friend you know i mean it's like it's not you kind of like forget their history in a, right. a weird way so um yeah it's uh that said when we were shooting with her i remember thinking like wow this is fucking awesome <laughs> like i can't believe she's <laughs> i like fooled her into doing this movie you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that that's definitely a factor in it so we had tony wash on recently and he directed skeletons of the closet um, oh, okay. and he uh he had a surprising amount of backstory that never made it on film, but it was just cool to hear that he had all these ideas uh, behind the movie. Uh, was there anything like that that you could say for uh, Beyond the Gates, maybe? Because I like the shopkeeper. I was wondering if you got anything else going on with that guy. 
yeah, I love him. I mean, that, that's uh, Jesse Merlin. He's one of my best friends. And he, uh, you know, he played uh, Dr. Hill in uh, Reanimator the Musical when they, they were doing that. And I was oh, just I could like, totally God. see that. Yeah, and I just I remember seeing him, like, this guy's a fucking genius. And I, I just remember being, like, totally blown away with him. And uh, I did a couple of shorts with uh, Jesse, and I just thought, I was just like, this guy's fucking amazing. I was, I, I, And I, I, I just thought he was so great. And so, you know, I mean, we wrote that role for him. And, you know, we came up with, like, a backstory, which, like, I kind of don't like revealing that stuff because I feel like the answer is, like, usually, like, more disappointing than what's in people's heads, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true author. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because it's, like, there's so many of these things that I, you know, it's, like, they kind of, like, build up their own mythos in in my, my head, you know? And then you see, like, okay, well, this is what it really was, and you're, like, Oh, okay, well, that didn't really align with what I kind of thought it was, or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, we had uh, th- there. There was other stuff we we wanted to um, to do with him. We actually like we had like a couple different drafts of a sequel at one point, which um, I don't really think we're going to do at this point because we we've, we've kind of gotten like busy on other stuff, and um, you know, like Steve is like working on some other projects right now. I think he's like doing a new doc, and then I've got a couple different writing jobs that I'm doing but we had like a sequel that he was going to be a bigger character in it and um Barbara was was like uh you know kind of like overtaking this town they were in um through like kind of this like weird like nostalgia drug that was kind of going around that like mm. people were like getting like really hooked into and um very weird it was like it was more of like a movie like this stuff um but it was going to kind of center around chase's character and um very different and then yeah so i mean basically like we i i I definitely will be working with jesse again at some point i mean i i just think he's he's a total genius it's uh it's uh i'm kind of just shocked like more people don't cast him because it you know, I think he's awesome, but yeah. So anyway, that's, I, yeah, he, I don't I have no idea if I answered that or not. He definitely has a great vibe for that role. Like he, uh, the fact that he was in the reanimator musical doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And honestly too, he pretty much is that character in real life. Like, Jesse, <laughs> like, real, like I'm not joking about this. Like he does like real witchcraft and stuff and like has this just insane encyclopedia of like knowledge about like old texts and stuff. I mean, he's just like, read you know a, a zillion books and has I, I i mean that that character is literally like a stone's throw away from who he is so you know <laughs> it, it comes off on the screen <laughs> I hear that. another thing i have to commend you on is uh the opening score and the sequence because something we talk about here and i'm sure everybody agrees on and def- definitely daniel is uh one thing beyond the gates delivers on that you have to deliver on is the box art and then these are the easy <laughs> things that you can deliver on to make it easier for us to like your movie you know the box yeah. art is great, uh, and the opening score is great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, yeah. that, that um, yeah, I mean, I like, I, I love the old, you know, VHS cover art and just, you know, the poster art from that era. I'm completely obsessed with it. But, um, yeah, the the opening stuff we shot, um, it's so weird. We shot that in my DP's living room, you know, and I mean, it's like if you, if you were, like, looking at a shooting, it looked like the most fucking ghetto thing imaginable because we literally <laughs> just, like, peeled this, like, VC open and you know 
know, we're shooting all the inner mechanics of it. But like we had like kind of a whole, you know, like reasoning behind that that we wanted to do. Um, but yeah, we were using these like really insane, you know, macro lenses that we rented for the weekend. And uh, I love how that that little sequence came out. And, you know, I mean, I really like these openings like in the mouth of madness where you're seeing like, yeah, yeah. look, you know, like going through the printing press and all of that. And, you know, and it's like you, you know, you get the, the copy at the end. So, um, you know, I, I just I've always been a fan of the those kind of like mechanical openings. And that just seemed like like, why wouldn't you do that for a VCR board game movie of like, you know, kind of like showing the ritual of like the tape coming to life basically so oh, yeah. uh, that was the, the the reasoning behind it you know yeah back to the box art man that is incredible work as uh, <laughs> as justin mentioned in uh one of my th- whenever i mainly when i critique a film i've said before i don't shit on, i don't set out to shit on it at all my criteria is pretty easy does the film entertain me and does the box art match what's in the film i cannot stress that enough being yeah. a child a kid <laughs> in the 80s scanning these box art which had the greatest box art ever and stuff but man you take it home and it's a crap movie and you've lost an entire weekend you know and it just i am very appreciative that your box art not only is awesome but what you see is exactly what you get in the film so i do appreciate that seriously thank you from the bottom of my heart for saying that that's incredibly kind of you because i i I know that feeling because there were so (laughs) many of those i rented and like the cover art was incredible and you you're like oh my god this movie sucks you know and it was just <laughs> back you know because i mean like when we were renting videos and shit you're just fucked like you don't have <laughs> like you can't go on stream and be like oh i watched five minutes of this it's bad we can put on something else you're just like no that was what you had for the weekend and they're like it's bad and better luck next time and you're just you know, maybe like watch cable or something but even that it was just like there was such slim pickings back then as far as entertainment went and um <laughs> yeah you'd watch it and try to find something to enjoy about it or try to think yeah. just anything the eternal optimist hoping to god your weekend isn't shot man and yeah. if you lucked out on both because see like my mom i'm sure y'all were the same but like mom would rent me a movie and a game and oh, that yeah. i could i could yeah. go and get you know any movie i wanted uh, within reason and then i could get a game and uh that you know so if you struck out on a game and a movie i mean you might as well uh. just die but yeah, that's, I mean, you're done. <laughs> COVID's nothing. You know the weekend. I mean, when you lose a weekend because you got a shit game in a movie, it's just done. It's like, man, what? I will never forgive Karate Champ. Go to hell. <laughs> and Mighty Bomb Jack. Piss oh, off. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there there were so many of those. You, you just feel completely swindled by um <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight yeah i mean now it's just sure i might hold a bit of a grudge i mean it's cool it is what it is well, but- yeah i mean and now it's like you just it's like you just never have to deal with that because you end up just having you know it's like you go and like see the review scores on something and like you get a pretty good idea of what you're you're gonna get ahead of time you know and uh, i don't man i try to avoid those but i mean it's a good barometer but honestly i just use that i actually use that to help inform what I'm going to watch probably in the wrong way because anything over a five or a six I generally avoid I do it I do it for work or I say work one day I might get paid but for when I review stuff what I and this is not a personal thingy it's just the name of what I do my little review skit is called the bottom rack 
So oh, okay. I like I go to Walmart and specifically before they change the layout because now they just do it alphabetically. But used to, you know, the lower budget films were on the bottom shelf, the bottom rack, and so I enjoy that. I, I've grown up with yeah. that with those the full moon. I am a true blue full moon mark. I will go ahead and admit it, and I love them. And oh, yeah. so I use that to inform my opinion. So yeah, when you know when people can review it, that's great and all. But man, some people are just, some people are just vile. Like they have nothing better to. <laughs> They just go on a website and shit all over someone's movie. Now, did the movie suck? Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but do you I, have to yeah. go and say it? <laughs> well, I mean, like, the, the weird thing with that stuff is it's just like, you. I mean, for me, it's like, I, I honestly just feel like you have no idea how any movie is going to be until, like, 20 or 30 years after, you know, it's come out. Because it's like, exactly. you know, society, right. it's like, um, my, my friend Brian Yisna directed, like, I love that movie, and I think it's it's a masterpiece and he was telling me you know like when that came out like all of his friends like were kind of dissing it and they like didn't like it and it like didn't really like do very well and i was just like that's i was like that is like the most fucking mind-blowing ending i've seen in any horror movie ever and you know you hear this stuff but it's like now everyone is like recognizing it was this like genius like kind of prescient kind of work of horror that's like so reflective of our, our modern era you know about like the ultra elite versus like the poor that they're kind of like feeding off of and you know people didn't catch that when it came out but it's like time has a very funny way of like shaping people's views of, of film and in you know and other other works of art you know and I think that's like the real indicator and a lot of this stuff you're just not going to know for many years like where where it kind of lands and so um it's fascinating to me though because it's like there's so many movies i've seen that i remember just pe like mcgruber for instance which like it sounds like it's going to be the worst movie ever but like i wa i watched it opening week and i was like this movie's fucking hilarious and i still watch it and think it's genius and now it's like there's a bunch of other people that really like it and have kind of like come around to to digging it you know but it was like the weekend that came out it had like horrible reviews and everyone thought it was awful and they were like oh my god i can't believe they're making a fucking mcgruber movie and you know and, but it was it was super good and so um, sometimes you just have to and not you i'm just saying sometimes it's what i tell people i even tell my son it's like sometimes you just have to shut up and try it out who knows yeah might, i mean it's like it. i i found so many movies that people like honestly i mean I'm, I'm, i might catch some shit for this but one of my favorite movies last year was under the silver lake which like i've talked to so many people that like loved it or just fucking hated it and thought it was like the worst movie they'd ever seen and I think it has like a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's without a doubt my favorite movie of, of last year you know and I was like okay if I just listened to this then I would have probably fucking never seen right. it you know, but uh, oh, that's the same it'd be the same whenever I see which I would have watched I don't give a shit out of it I was gonna do it regardless but that movie The Void but if people <laughs> sit back and just if you take the reviews on hand it's like well god this is like the most horrible trite pedantic piece of shit ever blah 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 that's the coolest movie i've seen since as above so below and as above so below that's is like the coolest movie. movie i've seen since event horizon so i mean oh, event horizon's amazing so uh, you know on that scale of badassery i mean you are absolutely right it is just you know maybe go and watch it who knows you yeah, might dig well, it. It's, it it's it's yeah i mean that's that's a great example i i should i need to watch the void i've actually not seen that i liked um oh dude you will love it you've known Stuart gordon and you 
you, I'm sorry to step on you. What you yeah, were saying, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you you work with Stuart Gordon and you're friends with Yuzna. Those are names that I grew up like seeing on movies. And when I when those names pop, it's like when the Canon Films logo splashes on the screen, you fucking know you about to have a good ass movie. I mean, that oh, just yeah. when you see that <laughs> Canon logo, it's on. The same with Full Moon. When that little Full Moon splash comes up on the title, it's like, oh hell yeah. Well, it's the same with Brian Yuzna. His name like yeah. Necronomicon Book of the Dead is one of my favorite horror films you know yeah anyway when you see these names there you know it's a good movie the void feels like that i'm i'm telling you dude it's it's a lovecraftian hellraiser-ish tribute to whether it was intended to be or not is a tribute to Stuart gordon and yosna yeah i mean those guys are smart i know they did uh they did this movie the editor which i I thought was really oh the editor is great yeah i i had a blast with that and i mean yeah those, those guys know they're doing they're 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 no joke so i i, I need to watch that it's just like I, I end up just like missing a lot of kind of like newer movies it happens I know, dude. Like, i'm just a jaded curmudgeon i just end up watching the shit that i've already seen because i know i'm gonna like it well i like i've sort of just watching <laughs> just super old stuff you know like i've been watching like a ton of like turner classic movies and basically like watching these you know grandpa movies from like <laughs> from, like the 40s and 50s and it's like there's some really incredible stuff that out there but um yeah i, I I'm, I'm gonna watch that for sure you, you've sold me on it you dig the special effects like there's it's a lot of practical stuff well, and i did want to bring that up actually i'm glad i did <laughs> Um, the special effects that you did and beyond the gates, who was that? Was that like, you, you mentioned their names before. So was it just a two person team or what? Yeah, was so it, was, it was Josh and Sierra Russell. They're a husband and wife team. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I still talk to Josh all the time, but, um, we basically like we met and I just kind of like instantly bonded with them and, and really liked them. And they, they totally, totally knew what they were doing. They got all the references. They were like, super on point completely just fucking nailed every aspect of their job and you know i would i would never dream of making a movie without them um but they're yeah i mean like they're just fucking incredibly talented people and they you know we were um we were in pre-production at the same time as dave bruckner and they we were both dave and i were both using them on our different movies and so dave had a segment in southbound uh this anthology I love that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, and, flick. yeah, and so like they were like alternating on. I mean, they were literally like working on both of our things at the same time. You know, it was like Dave would come in the morning and then talk to them. And I'd come in the afternoon and then like you know, I mean, we're they were just switching off between our two things. And um, yeah, they've just it, it, they're just super fucking great. I'm hoping they let them do the new uh, Hellraiser movie that uh, Bruckner is doing. Uh, they've got it, because what they did, even what they did to Brie, to Brie Grant in the sequence Beyond the Gates, when she gets possessed. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. That, <laughs> that scene was cool as oh, hell. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, we had to use these, like, God, these lenses are, are like a fucking nightmare, but, um, they look so good too, but they're, they basically like cover your entire eyeball and they're like pretty, pretty gnarly to, to put in. But, um, you know, Bria was a real trooper and, you know, uh, did a great job with it and, you know, so did Josh and Sierra, but yeah, I mean, it's like, there's, 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's like those little things like that, though, because it's like you see so many of these other movies where they just have the kind of like smaller contacts. It's like, look, it's maybe a little bit more comfortable, but it just doesn't look as good. It's like, I like the fucking Evil Dead, you know, like full eye covering where it's yes. like, it's oh, like yeah. they're like stripped of their humanity, you know, and it's like when you see the, you know, the pupil or whatever, it can be anyway. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's it there. What about the um, the gore shot in the bar with the, with the dude's guts <laughs> flying out, man? That was freaking great. Yeah, that <laughs> that was uh that was super fun um yeah so we basically like josh i mean we're, we were kind of like devious with that because like sarah the actress um doing that uh i mean like granted sarah was really fucking cool about it but i, I was like i'm like we this has to be i was like we have to like really fuck you like full on like black this <laughs> i was like this can't just be like we're just spraying or shit. like this has to be like a fucking shotgun blast of like gore and you know josh and Sierra totally knew what they were doing. Um, we had, like, basically one shot to do that, but, you know, they did it. They fucking nailed it. Sarah was awesome. Was super, super, like, react perfectly. Then she went, uh, she actually got so, like, covered in that stuff, though, that she had to go my apartment because we didn't have, like, a shower or whatever, like, because we were location shooting there. So she, Steve drove her to my apartment. She took a shower there and came back. So, like, that earlier scene where she shows up, hair is in, like, a ponytail because, like, her hair, like, wouldn't dry because we just had such a short amount of time between shooting because um, we were only in that location for one. And uh, yeah, they just they just they just fucking nail it every time. It's like you tell them like I want this, and they fucking crush it. It's like they I, like they've just they're they're absolutely superb at their jobs, and um, I I can't recommend them highly enough. Thank you. <laughs> I'll pass it on to them. Um, Jackson, do you have a copy of the board game, and do you take it out from time to time and stare at it? <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got two copies of it. I haven't, they're sitting on my shelf somewhere in, in my, uh, in my house, but I don't, I, no, I haven't looked at it at all since we shot it. I'm, I'm, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what kind of condition they're in right now. I mean, we used them a lot when we were shooting it, but, um, uh, no is the answer. <laughs> I, I don't think it at all, but, um, maybe I'll give it away. All right, uh, regarding the, uh, how Beyond the Gates was shot, it, I'm assuming you shot it digitally not on film correct yeah i mean like you know now i probably would have like figured out a way to do it on film but it was, it was just it was so fucking impossible at the time because it's like i the, you know kodak and some of these other companies have gotten a, a lot more reasonable about their stock but it was like you know when you're shooting do, doing a movie on film for anything under you know like 500 grand is like almost impossible i would i mean like i know some people have done it but it is really tough because paying for that and then paying for processing and all that other stuff is just really difficult and it's like it adds so like a lot of extra layers into it and like we just didn't have the we we just didn't have like the cushion of, of money we needed to do that i you know secretly i kind of wish we had shot on film but you know we used we used like a a, a red uh dragon which you know it's fine and you know you can certainly shoot a movie on them but uh yeah it, 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 to answer your question yes it was shot on digital all right because um i was just curious because the movie has a very clean look to it like there's not very much grain at all and you said earlier that you know you 
you didn't want to go full bore retro worship. So maybe that Thank answers you. my question. Yeah. So. And I mean, part of it, like, I don't like the fake grain filter, like people like put on these. So I think it's like, if you know, if you do that, then just commit to it. And then that's that, you know, I mean, if you're shooting on film, that's another story and you're going to get some of that naturally. But it's like, I don't like the kind of like, I feel like there's a weird duplicitous like quality to that, you know, where you're like, okay, we didn't shoot it on that and we're going to fake like we did because we're embarrassed of it or what like it's it's like just own it and just say like yeah that that's what it is you know and that's that's the deal you know rather than um i just i like i hate the weird like sepia tone like fake 70s thing where it's like okay this is obviously shot on digital but you just like throw this like facade over it to try to like fool people into it and like i just i like i just don't like that it's like the, <laughs> the tracking mistakes and stuff yeah yeah and it's like those guys like didn't you know like Stuart gordon and stuff like wasn't doing that when he was making those movies they were shooting it with like what they had available to them and making it look as good as they could and so like that's the kind of mentality i think you need to have it's like you shouldn't be i mean like the one area we did that and i don't know if you guys ever saw the we did a commercial for it um or for beyond the gates with like um uh, Alex Esso from Starry Eyes and Sam Robinson from The Love Witch and um, Barbara's in it too but um, it was like a, a really quick thing. I think it's on the uh, DVD and Blu-ray um, but that one we actually did make it look like an old 90s commercial basically but that was the one area where I was like okay this is an ad this isn't like the entire feature like I felt like that was a good excuse to just do it and just be like fuck it you know like we can we can die into this and um i'm pretty happy with how that that came out but it was also just like that was much more like kind of like leaning into the joke of some of that stuff and just being fucking crazy with it and kind of doing all the stuff that we restrained ourselves from um when we were making the movie so uh if you guys haven't seen it you should check it out oh certainly yeah i definitely think you made the right decision because like you said those like retro film grain filters they never seem genuine yeah and like i like i'm just a big stickler for authenticity with movies and people and everything where it's like i just hate like when you know it's like look if if you know if you've got like a viewpoint or whatever that you know is questionable it's like just fucking own it you know it's like i just (laughs) people are like faking like they're like some good guy and then you find out like they're like just a piece of shit asshole and you're like you're like just be a dick like who like it's like just like don't don't try to like fucking fool people you know into like thinking you're like some noble person or whatever it's like it's just so much like life is just so much easier when people are like honest and authentic you know yeah exactly i mean yeah i can sign off on that in every facet of life Um, Got anything coming up? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, there's, um, I mean, they're in sort of, like, weird stages where, like, I can't, I I can kind of, like, allude to them. I can't really, like, announce Ah, it. Oh, dish, dish, spill it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm <laughs> on like a, a documentary with um, an Oscar-winning producer, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. That's about a, a very big franchise from like a, a a show you guys would be familiar with, um, hmm. and kind of like the dark inside story of that uh, that not a lot of people know about. Um, that's obviously not horror, but uh, I'm working on that, and then um, I'm doing I'm writing a remake of an '80s sort of cult classic movie that um some people have probably heard of uh that's not we we haven't like publicized anything about that yet but um those are the two main things i'm working on right now um in that uh and there's another like passion project that's sort of like about um I, actually I, I don't want to tell you but it's it's kind of like a riff on erotic thrillers <laughs> so uh okay. it's very Screw it. uh, very weird but um I think it'll I think that'll be good fun but yeah those are kind of the main things I'm working on and then I've had you know a couple other writing jobs that like maybe those will get made I have no idea there's like there was like this sleep deprivation horror movie I got hired to write that um that might happen i'm not entirely sure but um yeah i mean those those are kind of the main things and then otherwise i'm just kind of like reading a bunch of books and watching movies during all the um you know pandemic stuff and just trying to keep the old brain sharp basically that's it recharge the inspiration What's your favorite yeah. movie so far this year? Um, that's been released this year. Jesus, yep. I mean, I there's I feel like I've seen probably like one that's come out in this calendar year. Uh, or I mean, or in 2020, I, I one well, actually that's not true. I've seen a, a couple. Um, favorite movie of 2020 so far. This sounds fucking insane. I'm gonna 100 stick by it though. Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like probably the the most fun I had at a theater prior to um the entire world shutting down. So. I've heard um, that a lot. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. It's shockingly good. I and I like I couldn't believe it because it was. Um, I mean, like, granted, I'm friends with the guys that wrote it, and they're they're super talented, really good dudes. But um, you know, a lot video games don't have the best track record of <laughs> movies. Um, you know, not that they can't. I think you know, eventually, um, this might be the one that's like cracked it, where you know we start getting some quality video game films, but um, it was super fucking funny and it was just like a, a, a really well done movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, I, I mean like the, the, the other under the silver lake is the other one I, I think was just phenomenal that I wish more people would watch, but um, I don't know. Like what else, what else has come out in 2020? I'm just totally, oh, hell, I have no clue. dude. I mean, outside <laughs> of horror movies, I haven't seen much in 2020. I like the wretched, but you know, Oh yeah. Oh, I, I really like those um, uh, uh, Drew and um, Brett. They're uh, the directors of that. They're, they're really good guys. Um, I haven't seen them in a really long time, but I, I was super happy that movie did as well as it, it has. I mean, I think it's it's made like a it's it's like killed it on like the drive-in. Oh, yeah. It's well, like we had them on the week that that was going on and they were very excited about it. Yeah, that movie was just that was a, that was what you call a little bit of energon and a lot of luck. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> that- 
they were able to get they just had it at the right place at the right time at the right moment at the same town possibly even at the same table and they got it and that was just that was cool to yeah see I, I, it couldn't have happened to, to better people i mean the, those guys are are really really fucking cool and i'm 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 thrilled to see that, you know, that, that it did as well as it has. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see if like anything else is going to get released this year. It's like, it just seems like all the big, you know, I mean, it's like the summer movie seasons halfway right. over. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Then of course you got stuff. It's like an Agatha Christie no- or you pray to God. It's not going to be like an Agatha Christie novel. I already read that they killed the, um, the last kingdom and it probably heard me screaming. No, whenever I read that, it was just, that crushed me out of all the shows that they <laughs> cancel. They had to cancel. I don't watch. I don't get to watch anything. But I did kind of enjoy that one, and now they canned it. It just oh, that sucks. Well, yeah, sucks. it is what it is. I mean, I'm sorry. My favorite show is like Forever Night and Friday the Thirteenth, so I'm used to getting <laughs> I'm used to getting screwed over with franchises. Well, yeah. look, you wrote Beyond the Gates, you directed Beyond the Gates, and now you're talking about doing stuff that's not necessarily horror. So you get no rehearsal, nothing. Favorite horror film? I'll give you three. What's your top three favorite horror films right now? Phantasms. Uh, probably number one um <laughs> good answer yeah i mean the, the original i just think is just such a genius movie um reanimator and then uh, probably the original texas chainsaw massacre i would say i mean like those are the three that had probably the biggest impact on me usually um, people like that yeah they have like a cluster because depending on their mood it might be one or it might be the other so that's why i give it those well, dude I mean, those, nice. those are the ones I feel like I have the strongest relationships with, you know, where it was like, I mean, Phantasm like blew my fucking mind when I saw it because it was, mm-hmm. just, it was like, I mean, and weirdly, like no one ever talks about this, but it's like that movie replicates um, what it's like to be scared when you're like a, like a younger boy better than any movie I've ever seen. And it's, I think it's, it's really because Coscarelli was like so close in age to Mike when he made that I think he was able to like really tap into that in like a genuine way that like I probably wouldn't be able to you know as a guy in my 30s and like almost no one could it's like it's just so hard to like kind of like recapture your past you know and he just did such a fucking awesome job on that that first movie Um, it feels like a kid and I don't mean this as an insult but with Coscarelli it it feels like a kid wrote that because it's one one half horror it's like a play ground horror action film that you would make with your friends because one minute you got this dude this evil creepy mortician yeah and he's got these evil monster midgets that come after you and stuff yeah. and then your third friend's like and he's got like this ball with his magic powers it's got knives on it and then your other you come back around to over the top then you're like and he's from space and then the other guy's like <laughs> another dimension from it's just so cool that yeah you're right I never even thought about like with him being so young to did it when he did that but yeah, it feels like a kid wrote it. And I mean, yeah. I, love, I love the music. The music in that thing is killer to me. And oh, I just, yeah, well, I, I mean, turn the movie on and just zone out once the music hits. And it just, yeah, it, that, that's horror cool. comfort food, honestly. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I just, I, I that, that movie is like pretty close to perfect, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, and there's like a ton of Italian movies, like, you know, Tenebrae, I'm a big fan of, and, you know, the Beyond, the Fulci movie. And, um, you know, I mean, there's, there's like a, a gazillion I could just rattle off, but um, yeah, I mean th- those are those are kind of the big ones I would say. 
Um, that's good. It's nice. I just I like to know the foundations and stuff. I mean, you talk about your the Italian filmmakers and stuff. I mean, I can see that even in some of your shots that you did in Beyond the Gates. I mean, it's all about the lighting. If oh, you want yeah. to have a light a film, you need to watch the old Italian greats. That's that's what they excelled at. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like they they did so much of this like Curiosco lighting, which you know it's like very like heavy shadow stuff. But you know, I mean, and like the you know Roger. Corman did a lot of that in some of his, um, uh, like, 60s, you know, uh, Edgar Allan Poe adaptations, which, I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but it's like they're, they're in, like, a similar um, milieu, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I love all that stuff. It's like, it, I'm, I'm super super wild about it hey kids if you want to know how to make a film that roger corman is the one if you want to see how to make a film as quickly and cheaply as possible and and still be good yeah or at the time being sometimes being the only one there also makes you good so i mean <laughs> regardless there's a reason roger corman is still around he's a survivor oh big time yeah i mean he's <laughs> a legend you know and i mean it's like he's it's so crazy to me too he's like i think he's like he's like over 90 years old at this point and i've, I've seen him at a bunch of events and you're just like geez you're he's still fucking sharp as hell you know oh, it's, yeah. it's a body double he's just doing that to lull everybody it's like you made him and he, it's like yeah there's there's no mistaking it you know uh, but uh but yeah that's that's that, those are those are the ones i would stick by i like it that's good answer so i mean have you got a, anywhere to send people while you're working on all this mysterious stuff that you can't talk about where uh, could you send people if they wanted to know more about you or you know buy his blu-ray guys I, yeah i mean i guess i buy, buy that and then you know listen to the the commentaries i think we we recorded some fun ones um i sort of don't want i i I, I don't I mean I, I I feel like I'm so fucking boring on social media uh -oh. it's probably <laughs> not worth anyone's time to follow me uh, to be honest it's like it's just like oh here's this like photo of Robert Stack from the set of <laughs> that I like I thought was cool that day it's just it's it's not like I, I like I don't really uh put much of myself out there I guess uh for Good. better or worse you know but um, it's for better I'm just yeah. trying to <laughs> trying to steer some business i mean i'm not meaning that as an insult to say it believe me i stay far the f away from all of that as i humanly possibly can but uh yeah that was <laughs> that's why i was for the better <laughs> that was that came out funny sorry about that <laughs> no, 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 I, I i get it i mean it's also it's just it's just weird it's like you know i mean i i was on twitter at one point for uh for a while and i just remember like i was like god every time i open this it just it like completely ruins my day and i <laughs> yep. Just get yep. off. Just yep. Trust me. It's for the better. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think, um, you know, people can check out the, uh, the commentary or, or whatever. I mean, like I still have a Facebook account, like people can find me on there pretty easily, but, um, yeah, I'd say that's probably the, the way to go. Um, cool. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there should should be something uh, coming out soon. So you know, I'll keep you guys surprised a bit. Please do. I sent you a friend request. I think we got a bunch of mutuals on there. But I understand. Like, <laughs> I'm hardly ever on there. But yeah, I mean, don't don't be a stranger if you got stuff coming out or whatever. Things are always happening. So I mean, you're always welcome to. I mean, just okay. 
Yeah. Shoot us, shoot us a line and say, hey, check this out. Or, or it's always good to have yeah. extra connections if I'm needing more more uh, voice actors and stuff like that. Plus, I mean, you already gave oh. up the ghost and uh, finding out how to do certain things and wrangle certain things. So, yeah, once you let me, uh, once you let the snake in the garden, I might have to pop you. <laughs> <with that. Yeah. laughs> hey, how did you do this, Groovy? Thanks a lot, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy, to, happy to answer any questions. You might have. Um, cool. Y'all, I got nothing else. Uh, Nick, Jason. Justin, I think nope, we're I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good, man. But man, look, I thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I I really appreciate this, man. It, it, it's been awesome getting to meet you, Mr. Stewart. What? Well, sorry, that's my. If I call yeah. you Mr. Stewart. I know we're the same age, but if I don't, my mama's gonna hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a southern thing, as you can tell no, from I, my I, I, dulcet yeah, tones. This, yeah, Jackson Stewart, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jackson. Thank you, thank you so much, man. I, I love the movie Beyond the Gates. is great. I mean, it, I look forward to anything else that you come out with. Just off the reputation of this film alone. I am going to be checking out anything that you come out with, all right? I really appreciate it, man. That's mighty kind of you. Thank you for having me on, and it was a blast talking with you guys.